conductive wire And you were so electric I had no say when you came so near And just passed right through me everyone, welcome to Geekdom is Back, as is Mitchell McDonald. We're talking all about Teen Titans Go to the Movies today. It is possibly one of the best DC movies in a while. Yeah, hi, yeah. <laughs> it's a really fun movie. Um, it's kind of in the same vein as um, Lego Batman, but it's a little bit different. It's a little bit, um, it's a little bit tinier and tunier and a little loonier. Um, <laughs> that's a very good way to describe this and I know yeah. you wanted me to watch at least a few episodes of the TV show before yeah. hopping on and I will let you know I watched the Waffles episode the <laughs> Hey Pizza episode and the oh, no. first TV night episode okay so you got you got the vibe. I feel like the, it kind of is community. It's a bit, so it's a it's a show for small children for yes. sure. Um, <laughs> it's very much a tiny show for babies. Um, and I think that we can sort of start. Maybe I don't know if you have any points you want to cover, but like I, I think a good place to jump off of is kind of the entire like mindset for a lot of people regarding this show and how I feel like the original show. Um, was very popular and influential. Like I loved the original show. I don't know if you were a big fan of it, but I was a huge fan of it when it was airing, gosh, like 15 years ago now, I think, which is crazy to think. But um, I was actually watching some, some of the original one uh, like last year as well. And I thought it was, it, it holds up, but it definitely, I remember thinking it was a lot grittier than it actually was like it, it was pretty still pretty kidsy oriented so people a lot of people have a problem with Teen Titans Go which is like this new incarnation of the original Teen Titans show and um saying it's like two for kids and two for babies and there's too much random goofy humor and while there is all of that is true I still think that the other show wasn't really targeted for kids that much older and I feel like it just kind of like if you did that show now it wouldn't work it wouldn't really be popular because that's not what's popular in the like kids entertainment like if you watch any other cartoon network show it kind of falls in line with that so i think that it's really awesome that teen titans go is a show that now has had a longer run than the original show and most the, the coolest thing about it i think is that it has the five original voice actors and i think the original voice actors for pretty much like all the other tertiary characters in small spots i think it pretty much uses the same people who are literally um just like small time video game cartoon voice actors who haven't really ever done anything big so for them to not only have this really long run as these characters and then also to use them in a movie which a lot of the times if they make like a movie out of a show like this or vice versa they'll use like bigger actors or something um in the movie there's will arnett and Kristen bell come in but you still the main cast is still the same that as the ones that played the original teen titans and i think that is really awesome because it's not really something you see it helps a lot with the continuity and i would say that Tara Strong is probably the biggest yeah. name as far as the voice actors go because mm -hmm. she has done so much work. Yeah. Her list is just like never ending. She's done Batman stuff. She's done this. I can't even tell you how many things she's done because she is kind of one of those staples like Kevin Conroy in the animated world. Yeah. 
Absolutely. She what she did like the Fairly Odd Parents. She was like I think she voices Bubbles on Powerpuff Girls. I think she was like one of the Rugrats. She was She's done everything. <laughs> literally every cartoon pretty much she has done something for. I think she does a lot of the My Little Pony stuff too. Yeah. She's she's like a legendary uh, voice actress. She's incredible. She's very, very talented. And it's funny that she gets saddled with kind of the least emotive character in the show, but it's still, it's still good. Yeah. The original yeah. show was 2003 to 2006. So okay. I did not watch that. I, oh, you, oh, okay. You didn't watch it. Yeah. I kind oh. of always knew about the Teen Titan shows, but mm -hmm. I never really got into them. I would say as far as the animated shows go, the mm -hmm. ones I really got into were Batman the Animated Series and the Justice League shows and Young Justice, which made its return recently. So those oh, yeah, were kind right. of the three that I really started to dive into as far as the DC shows go. Mm -hmm. But, you know, with this movie, it made a ton of money at the box office considering what it is. You know, they had a budget of $10 million and it made $52 million. Sure, it's not making the kind of money the live action movies are making, but mm -hmm. if you can hit this mid-level budget mm -hmm. and have that kind of success with it, I think it's a good reason for them to keep going with it. Yeah, that is, I think that the show is like very popular with its target demographic audience, from what I can gather, um, that it, it does really well. And I think that that's really cool. And well, there's a it's just, spoiler alert at the is it, I is this really a spoiler um at the end of the movie they tease that the original Teen Titans will make some kind of a comeback and then I was reading that it's like oh yeah if the movie was a big enough hit then they would do that and I think that I mean making five times your budget is pretty good <laughs> in turn well because it's a because it's a 2d animated movie and that's not really something that you see anymore and that was one of the things i was going to touch on is i was like when was the last time i even saw a t a 2d kind of animated movie in a theater like for children i couldn't i couldn't really even remember like the last time that some i i had seen one so i was like this is actually really cool that this even exists and is happening right now. So yeah, I was, I was really excited for it. Um, kind of from the get go when I was seeing like trailers for, it. I had never watched the Teen Titans go show. I'd been, I'd never really gotten into it, but I was watch I was seeing trailers for this last summer and I was like, Oh, that looks really fun. And then I was like telling my friends, I was like, I'm excited about this movie. And then I think I went alone and saw it, which is great to go to alone to a children's movie. Like the day it opens, it's, it's a great thing to do as an adult. Um, to to watch it and I had a really a really fun time I think I ended up watching it again um and we went at like early in the morning um and it was like just us in the theater and we still had a lot of fun with it um but and then I watched it again yesterday to prepare for this and it's very fun and funny it's basically like I would say it's like the closest thing to like a Looney Tunes or an Animaniacs type thing. Cause I feel like that is the closest analog to the humor that happens in it. And I feel like it's very like throwing, like it's, it's basically the whole thing is they're making fun of all these like sacred cows in the D DC universe or really just the whole pretty much just anything they can 
Um, but they're doing it with a lot of respect and reverence. And there's so many like little Easter eggs and hidden jokes and gems and just cute little flourishes in the animation that I think clue you into the fact that they really care about the things that they make. Cause I feel like a lot of people are like, Oh, I don't want to do this. Cause it's just making fun of this, these things I like, and it's for babies and it's stupid. And it's like, well, I mean, it is making fun of the thing, but I think it takes a lot. I think in order to properly like parody something like this, you have to like the thing a lot. You have to really care about it. You have to have like some, like you have to be, um, you have to be involved in it or you have to like really have a reverence for it that, um, shows that it's not, it's, it's more for people who are like fans, I'd say than it is. I mean, it's also for children, but it, I, I would say it's equally as much for people who are fans of the material. And I think that's something that kind of gets lost in it. Cause people just see like, Oh, they took this thing that I really liked when I was a kid. And now it's like goofy, stupid cartoons and they're farting and stuff like, and they're dancing with their butts and stuff. So it really is one yeah. of the goofiest movies I've seen in a while. <laughs> and when I was watching it, one, I felt a little weird because I went to the theater by myself to watch this as I do with a lot of movies. And See? for some reason with kids movies, it's just a little more weird. I'm like, I don't want people to think I'm like some sort of creepy person just going to see kids movies by myself. But <laughs> I feel at like the you same and I time, are two of the most non-threatening people. <laughs> so I would hope so because I sort of just sit by myself and I'm like, okay, you know, I kind of hope there aren't a bunch of screaming kids in here. And uh -huh. luckily, you know, like you, I could kind of go early in the morning or mm -hmm. in the middle of the day when kids mm -hmm. are still in preschool or whatever is going on. But <laughs> Yeah. You know, I had a lot of fun watching this and I just found myself laughing pretty much mm -hmm. the entire time because, yeah. like I said, I had been familiar with the show, but I had never really sat down and watched it. It was more like I had seen little clips here and there or commercials for it and whatnot. And I knew the animation style was different. It wasn't something that was like groundbreaking or anything mm -hmm. like that. And what I love about not only the show now that I've watched a few episodes in the movie mm -hmm. is the fact that it does not take itself seriously at all for the most part. Maybe Robin takes himself seriously, but that's part of the fun of it. And we can get into Robin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you just have these characters who you wouldn't think would mesh well together, but they just make it work with mm -hmm. the show and the movie. And I think that mm -hmm. makes it so much more entertaining. And I really wish DC would learn to just have some fun with their live action movies. Just have some fun well, with it and people will be happy. And I think they're hitting that stride with Shazam Aquaman because that movie looks very fun. Uh, yeah. yeah. Shazam as well looks kind of similar. Um, that Aquaman, it's so funny, right? That Aquaman is the biggest, the highest earning DC movie. Like it's literally the DC universe's like punching bag. Like they're never going to make a fucking Aquaman movie. Like, pfft, like what would that be? Like, Oh, but now it is literally the biggest hit that they've had in this. It was bigger than wonder woman. It was bigger than fucking the justice league and that members of Superman. That's like so funny. Right. Yeah. And <laughs> you know, I saw Aquaman and IMAX and it was nice. something 
crazy to see on the screen like that because mm-hmm. it one it was the first time I saw anything in IMAX so I was kind of just blown away by all oh, the wow. colors and everything like oh, man. flying off the screen <laughs> so you know it was one of those things where you're like I need to not see like color for a few minutes here <laughs> after the Whoa, movie that was the first time you went to IMAX was to watch Aquaman yeah yeah <laughs> holy bold, shit bold choice I know <laughs> that's wild I haven't been to an IMAX movie in a long time but that is that's a movie that is giving you everything it's got to give. Yeah. But I think with DC, you know, Wonder Woman was good, but a lot of people didn't like the third act of the movie because it was yeah. a little too Snyder-esque for a lot of them. Yeah. And I, I kind of overlooked that a little just because they finally gave this massive character a solo film. Mm-hmm. And they did it before Marvel was able to do anything with Black Widow in the same mm-hmm. sense. So between, you know, that and then they finally did the Aquaman movie, they're doing Shazam. They have that Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie, which I'm still a little iffy about, but Mm. at least it's not Jared Leto's Joker. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm kind of okay with it. And then Mm -hmm. they have Wonder Woman 1984 coming. And I'm thinking that will be a little more upbeat, mostly because it's the 80s and 80s music is going to give that soundtrack (laughs) just a whole other level to be on (laughs) well there's a fun 80s song in this movie that features michael bolton as a lion or a tiger who they run over and that's very fun (laughs) so they 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 hit him with the car and they're just looking at his crumpled body and they go i think his dad's a cop run uh (laughs) that was that was great there's one thing i noticed about the show is that it it is not afraid to make like incredibly dark jokes sometimes. Right. Yeah. Like it can get really grim dark. There's a lot of like episodes that will just like in the show, since the episodes are only like what, 11 minutes long, sometimes they very much end just with like quick cuts. Um, And there's a lot of times where they're end on like a really dark or grim note, which cracks me up because I I think that's really (laughs) You, don't, you didn't used to see that in a lot of kids' shows, but I feel like now it's probably more of a thing since it's like a self-aware meta thing. Um, but yeah, the, the, this um, I, I think that it's it's so funny because they were making such bad movies for a while, and then like it was almost like DC was I, I may have said this before, but like kind of making like these really self-serious like grim movies. They were supposed to be hits just so that they could dunk on themselves with uh, Lego Batman and now the Teen Titans go. It's it's so funny to me that those are like the ones that people actually enjoy are like the ones that are like taking the piss out of um, their actual movies. <laughs> yeah, I want to talk about the characters in the movie outside of the Teen Titans because one mm-hmm. of the big characters we see is Slade Wilson and mm-hmm. he's been one of the biggest villains in the DC universe for so long I can't even remember when he came about yeah. but yeah. you have this sort of personal connection between him and Robin. Right. You didn't watch the the original show, right? No. Okay, so in the original show like Slate or Slade or Deathstroke, they never called him Deathstroke because it was again a show for children. Right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they um it was, there was, like, the first season arc was, like, Robin was, like, Slade was, like, grooming him to be his apprentice, and he was always, like, the big bad, and he kind of, like, ha- even after, I think they defeat him in, like, the second or third season, Robin is still, like, 
really suffering from like PT almost PTSD related to Slade where he'll like still see him and he'll still think that he's out there and he's like never it was very much like kind of like a, a Batman the animated series type thing where Robin was just like obsessed with Slade and that was like Robin's main like character arc or his main thing was like and it was like him turning to a window and going Slade so that's kind of where the joke the one of the bigger jokes in this comes in is all of them having such fun saying Slade because it's very much uh, a dunk on the original show, I think, or a reference. I don't know. Yeah. And Slade has popped up in a lot of the other animated films in mm-hmm. the entire sort of DC animated universe, mm-hmm. which DC has a lot of things going on because I wouldn't necessarily put this movie in that same animated universe because of it no. being you know, based off of the kids show and the yeah. fact that it's a totally different animation style than what they typically go for with the movies like thing, Gotham yeah. by Gaslight. But you have all of these films that sort of connect to each other and they're sort of one-to-one adaptations of the comics. Mm-hmm. Whereas this, I don't even know if there there are any comics that would compare to this unless they've made some sense that were based on the show. But it really is just a fun time and to see Slade in this kind of light, it's like, mm-hmm. okay, you know, dark character who can still be pretty funny. And you have Jade Wilson, who is trying to lure all of the Teen Titans in with this Hollywood promise of being mm-hmm. famous and making movies and everything like that. And you can tell they all get really wrapped up into it. Mm-hmm. So even though this is a movie for kids, there are some pretty not necessarily adult in a bad way themes, mm-hmm. but you know, there's always something that they tend to sneak into children's shows and movies for mm-hmm. the adults to enjoy. And yeah. I think they did that just enough with this to where it's like, okay, yes, we can laugh at all of the stupid butt jokes and mm-hmm. still find something to pull out of this that actually is worthwhile. Well, the main, so the main thrust of the movie is that they are, that every, there's such a, a flood of superhero movies. Like every superhero is getting their own movie. It's like the main way that we consume entertainment, which is true. So it's kind of being like, okay, why, why not us then is kind of the thinking is how, like there's a sequence uh, early on in the movie that just destroyed me where it's, they go to uh, this movie premiere and it, I don't know if you noticed this on the marquee, but the movie says Batman again. (laughs) And then, they're watching the previews for the movie and Robin's like really excited that he's going to get his own movie. And then it's like coming and it's like coming next summer and it's like Alfred, the movie. And, <laughs> yeah. And then it's like coming broom. Uh, and then it's like, okay, what's the next one? It's Batman's car. The movie. And then it's like Batman's utility belt and Robin's like, what the heck? How come I didn't get one? They destroyed Robin in this movie. (laughs) So here's the thing. In the original Teen Titans, like Robin was like the leader and he was very serious and he was like kind of the least goofy one. But in the car in this show slash movie, Robin is in he is insane. He is an he is an absolute crazy person. He has like he's like the this crazy egomaniacal, like obsessive. They like downplay how how useful he is to the team. Everyone's kind of annoyed with him all the time. He's always like yelling at everyone. He's like just he's he's just absolutely like a crazy person and has like very little grip on reality. And especially in this movie, this movie is very much his movie. 
more so than the rest. It's kind of like him and then the rest of the team. Um, but yeah, his they, they and I, I think that his his voice actor is really really on board to just go in as and be super wacky and crazy as him. And yeah, they they really they they really go for it with him here. I agree with you that it really feels like this is focusing a lot on what Robin wants, his emotions and everything Mm -hmm. like that. And you can tell that he's someone who hates showing emotion, Mm -hmm. but somehow just being part of the Teen Titans, it's like a lot of the other characters are rubbing off on him. And the same could be said for Raven, because like you said, she's not a character who has too many different tones to her. She's kind of meant to be this one note character. And in a way, the deadpan works at times because she's just like so frank about everything. And it's like, really? Okay, you guys do that. Yeah, I think that when you've had these uh, this cast of these five voice actors who've been playing off of each other essentially for like, what, 15, 16 years now they've been doing this act. I think that's that's really the strength of this movie is that they are so, like, their chemistry is so good and they're so locked into all these characters and, like, their place in the team and how they would respond to this. And it, that it kind of just writes itself almost. Like, they're so, there's they, such a... Uh, a, a team really when it comes to just like d- making the show and like making sure that all these jokes hit and that everything like comes together and that they play off each other well. And I think it really is palpable when you're watching the show and when you're watching um, this movie is that, Oh yeah, they really, they really know each other and they know these characters and they know how they know their strengths and how they would react to anything. And it's, it makes it, it makes it like really enjoyable. Even if you're not super familiar, like you hadn't really watched any Teen Titans stuff before and you went to this and you were like, Oh my God, this is great. And like, similarly, I didn't know if I'd enjoy the show, but I've been watching it. It's all the Teen Titans go is on Hulu. Teen Titans, the original show is I think it's on Cartoon Network's app, which if you've ever had to deal with that is not a good app. It's, <laughs> yeah, I have used that, that before and it's kind of a nightmare. Yeah. All of a sudden, like these other ads for other shows will start playing. And I'm like, what is screeching and at me? Like- but I know that DC Universe has started putting on some of the older animated shows so they have batman the animated series the superman series they do have a teen titan series but i have not paid attention to what years it's from to know if it's that one or if it's a totally different one i think it's the only like like show that like ran for any amount of time but it's good it's good like it was i think for its time it was really good and it like the original show like had a lot of fun stuff with where it would like it was like kind of anime inspired so they'd like kind of go into that or change animation styles with that and i think they've taken that like if if the original show's analog was like anime inspiration this show's inspiration is like looney tunes animaniacs because that's very much what they're doing is it's it's not afraid to like parody stuff and it's not afraid to change up its animation style like all the time like in the movie it has se- there's several sequences where the character designs and the way it's fil- the way it's uh, animated just shift like especially for like the 80s song they kind of turn into like like rosy cheeked round cutesy versions of themselves and then another there's 
when Robin has his song about what his superhero movie would be like, it kind of turns more into like a comic booky sort of like uh, more sketched style. And that's really fun. I really enjoy all of the, all of the stuff like that whenever you, cause it's like, again, you don't see a lot of 2d animation uh, in, in, in a theatrical release like this meant for children. And I think it's something to really celebrate when you see it and they're having fun with it and they're doing, and it's good. Like, a lot of animation is bad, you know? Um, so yeah. <laughs> it's, it's great to see like something that is really uh, ta- taking its format and using it to its advantage like that. And um, yeah, I just, I just really had a great time with this. And I think that anyone who's on the fence about this, if they're listening to this should really consider checking it out because I think it's a really fun time. I also think that um, they got, so they got Will Arnett and Kristen Bell to be in this. And I think Will Arnett might be like the voice acting, like movie star MVP at this point. Like, I think he might be one of our best voice, maybe just one of our best actors, but like one of our best voice actors between like, he was Lego, he's Lego Batman. He's Slade in this. He's um, Bojack Horseman. Like the guy is, and those are all like very different, like, characters he's even doing a Reese's commercial now from what I can tell it definitely sounds like him and I'm 95 percent sure it is him so he his voice is just everywhere (laughs) (laughs) nice but yeah he's he's just so so good um he's also obviously Job in Arrested Development which is one of my favorite shows so but yeah he's he's (laughs) he's really great in this and uh Kristen Bell is is fun as well I I absolutely love her I she's on The Good Place which is another one of my favorite shows and it's just fun to see them um have the cast of the show who are just again like kind of low-level voice actors aside from maybe Tara Strong um just get to interact with a lot of these bigger more famous people and just for them to kind of integrate them just right into it and they just it sort of works out it's really it's really good to see that it seems like dc is pretty loyal when it comes to who is voicing certain characters i've noticed that with the other animated Mm -hmm. films that aren't done in the Mm -hmm. style they tend to have the same people voicing these characters like rosario dawson has voiced wonder woman for several of the animated movies and i did check by the way and dc universe does have that original teen Mm -hmm. titans run from 2003 it's Five seasons, so I guess I'll have something else to watch when I'm done with Batman the Brave and the Bold, which is another show that that in it's kind of in the same vein as Teen Titans Mm -hmm. Go, where it doesn't always take itself so seriously, and it's definitely not like Batman the Animated Series. So you have Diedrich Bader as Mm -hmm. Batman. And just hearing him as Batman, sometimes I just laugh. So it's it's another fun one. And he's like a very, very big bulky Batman up top kind of like the one we see in Teen Titans go Mm -hmm. to the movies and a quick note on that one of the artists who worked on like the posters and stuff when you're walking down the Mm -hmm. halls and everything his name is Dan Mm -hmm. Hip and I just love his work it's so good and I'm very glad they put a bunch of his work in this oh yeah I I, so he must he does like the backgrounds basically and a lot of like the hidden in jokes because I wrote down some of my favorite ones um yeah, he does like a lot of the fake movie posters okay. and yeah. stuff that are lining the walls and everything yeah. like that. And he went on Instagram and ended up posting a lot of his work from the movie after he was allowed to, obviously. Oh, so I'll link to his Instagram because he's always just drawing 
DC stuff and lots of superhero stuff. It's very fun. Okay, so it's he's the one that's hiding all these all these jokes and stuff like that. That's really fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I wrote down some like when they're in the city. There's like the apocalypse uh, hair and and beauty salon, which I thought yeah. was good. Um, <laughs> Sinestrols and buns. Uh, the roar shack where the places in the city and then like there were a lot of watchmen ones which i thought was funny to put a bunch of easter eggs for something like watchmen in something like this which we started watching watchmen actually the other day we we didn't make it through it but i'm i'm excited for that new show too that's going to be exciting um i really like that movie i'm hoping the show will be a lot better than I the movie. The movie <laughs> but I also saw it at a time where I was like a pretty young teenager and it was like gritty and like cool yeah. and like <laughs> Rorschach's telling everyone to suck his dick and like, you know, like <laughs> so I probably thought, oh man, this is so tight. Like I think Zack Snyder's I was probably the right age for Zack Snyder to really uh be able to to get me with his his style is like 13, 14, 15, however old I was. I think it's just one of those things where sometimes a remake in a different format is a good idea because I I don't know if it's just the fact that the comic is a pretty bulky oh, yeah. one or what, but it almost felt like the movie didn't have as much time as I would have liked to flesh out the characters. And it's kind of like how DC Universe is doing Doom Patrol mm-hmm. right now. It's not exactly like the comics, but they're spending a lot of time mm-hmm. with each of the characters and i'm enjoying that so far so dc universe actually isn't off to that horrible of a start for me that's tight well i feel like it should at least appeal to somebody like you because if they don't have somebody like you what do they got (laughs) like you know like at the very least But yeah, that's that's cool. I know that. So have you been watching the live action Teen Titans show or however? I don't know if it's already done or what, but yeah, they did the first season and they're working on the second season now. So Titans started last Mm -hmm. year. It wrapped up, I think, around December. I'm not really sure when, but I sort of waited until it was all done so I could binge Mm -hmm. watch it, which is nice because it's weird to wait week to week on a streaming yeah. platform. I'm yeah. like, wait, what? It's annoying. No. <laughs> certain, I mean, certain, it, like shows, Netflix. <laughs> certain shows kind of lend themselves better to it than others. Like, um, I think like anything that's a half hour, I think should be, they should just post it. I don't want to wait weekly to, to like watch watching, sitting down to watch a 20 minute episode or something is like, that's mm, like some of the shows. Yeah. yeah. See with, with young justice, they were dropping them three or four episodes oh, at see, a that's time. Good. So you'd at least get, you know, an hour or an hour and 20 minutes worth of content Mm -hmm. before they would make you wait that week. And that was pretty Mm -hmm. nice because, like you said, waiting week to week for a 20 minute show, which is why it was very strange when I caught up with The Good Place. I was like, oh, I don't like this way. I liked binge watching all of it. Yeah, The Good Place is definitely one that works better as a binge, which is why I'm glad they put it on Netflix. The seasons, they put them on Netflix pretty quickly after um, the show ends because, yeah, especially this season felt very uh, weird to watch just like one episode at a time of that. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of, I think anything that's like an hour... I don't really watch that many hour longs, but 
anything that's an hour, I think is better to, to be able to do one at a time, especially like, I can't, you keep up with all those CW shows. I literally cannot process how, (laughs) how much time. Uh, I'm kind of over some of them right now, but the completionist in me is like, but I want to see how this plays out because I feel like Arrow is at a point where it might end soon. It should. But I'm not totally confident that it will. Usually most shows end after season seven. Yeah, I think it's like seven. I watch, I stopped, I think I watched the first I think I gave up season three or four, which was like season one or two of Probably the for the best. <laughs> and that was also like, right, I think, and then I think the next year they did like Supergirl and the Legends of Tomorrow, I think. Oh my gosh. Let's just say I multitask a lot when I'm watching those yeah. shows. I'll be like reading articles or reading a book. There's like five of them. Do you watch Black Lightning? Is yes. Yeah. And they have Batwoman coming too. Uh, they ordered that to a pilot, which I'm more excited about that than I would say literally the rest of the shows right now. Yeah, but, but it's Ruby with Rose. DC, they have so much going on, so much going on. And I don't know when Greg Berlanti sleeps, but you know, it's one of those things where. DC has so many different avenues right Mm. now. I'm kind of wondering when they're going to just be like, all right, we're putting everything on DC Universe except for a few things. I have a feeling it'll probably be when um, or around when Disney Plus launches slash really gets going. Because I think that I think that streaming service is going to be the one that really uh, catapults us into the future. Because Disney has so many properties that are spread out among the other streaming services. But once that happens and they're like, okay, we're pulling them all back. And uh, yeah. now you're going to get you're gonna get a Star Wars show. You're going to get Marvel shows. You're going to get a Muppets show. You're going to get like kids shows for every, like, you're going to get Pixar stuff. You're going to get like Indiana Jones. You're going to like... Everything. Once, they, <laughs> once that happens, I think it's going to force a, just a seismic shift in just how we... Uh, consume and now they have x-men it's going to be crazy Dude, oh yeah they 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 could put like they have all the fox stuff they could put like the fx stuff. oh it's it, it, we live in <laughs> we live in uh, in hell um but at least i could do a whole episode just on how crazy the streaming service yeah. area is getting oh, because warner is going to make their own streaming service too and warner owns dc oh it'll probably be so i'm like okay then why did dc do their own if warner's going to do their own and is warner just going to you know take dc universe and just put it in its own app i'm like what is going on this is too much and there are too many things that i want to pay for because i watch too much tv maybe like (laughs) dc will be like you could like bundle them together because yeah it won't they, they have to they have to like to have that under their thing like it has to like go hand yeah. in hand you know they, they can't afford to have those separate i mean maybe they can't but it won't it wouldn't make sense that would be like i'm kind of wondering if dc universe was like a test run for warner and they're like oh okay you know x amount of people signed up and my thing is this also includes the comics mm-hmm. So you can read the DC comics through DC Universe, and then are they going to split that out? Because if you put all of the DC shows and movies and comics in a Warner app, that's just going to be too much. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think they it's probably weird. don't know either, and they're probably trying to figure that out right now because we live in 
this time where things are rapidly changing the way people consume content is rapidly changing and people are everyone's trying to be the next like netflix everyone's trying to be the next hulu everyone's trying to um set the way we do things rather than play catch up but i think the the disney the disney one is just too big that it's really going to be them and then everyone else is going to have to kind of deal with with whatever they decide to do like if they decide to netflix has at least been starting to deal with that for the last few years Mm -hmm. now they're doing more and more original content and they have a lot of stuff that I would definitely just sign up for Netflix Mm -hmm. to watch. You know, I love The Haunting of Hill House. I made my way through the Umbrella Academy pretty quickly, and I think they made a deal with Mark Miller for all of his comic book universe stuff. So they definitely won't be lacking in content, and it's obvious that they can get big names attached to a bunch of their things. Well, Netflix's whole thing is they've just been throwing money at anything that yeah, will any <laughs> any any pitch any show any comedian like they've just been just gobbling it up because they've they're trying i they they want to be they want to create this library of their own content that you like like you said that people will want to subscribe because originally they just had all of everyone else's shows and movies and stuff and that was how they got subscribers but they realized that no we want to be our own thing we want to be like hbo we want to have years and years of backlogged content in our library that people will only want to just subscribe to netflix because eventually everyone is going to make their own streaming service and everyone is going to pull all of their stuff, whether it's like the Disney movies or the DC movies or whatever else have you from whoever, whoever owns all these things that we're just leasing them to Netflix is going to pull them and put their, put them on their own things. Netflix realized that very early on and has been uh, really trying to build up their own library of stuff that people will, people will want to keep subscribed to Netflix for. And I think they've done a very good job. I don't know. I've heard they, they have lost just an insane amount of money. Like I've heard they're like in so much debt, but they oh, probably just doing stuff. So I don't know how that works, but more power to them, <laughs> I guess. Um, yeah. Anyways, if they keep doing Stephen King stuff, I'll keep watching it. So that's fine by yeah, me. <laughs> but yes, back to Teen Titans Go to the Movies, because that's, that, that's what this episode is sure. about. But I think, you know, we're both definitely in agreement that this is just a fun time. And sometimes you don't need to go to the movies and see something super prolific that makes you rack your brain about it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I just did an episode on Hereditary. And that is a movie that makes you think and hurts your head. <laughs> but this, you could just sit back and have fun. And it's not something that is going to be on the Pixar level of movies. You know, it's not a Coco or anything like that. But, you know, it's more along the lines of The Incredibles 2. It's not as good as the original. And, you know, depending on how oh, like much people like the show the incredibles 2 but yeah go on <laughs> yeah and you know the the incredibles 2 it was mm-hmm. fine it, it, you know i went i had a good mm-hmm. time and that mm-hmm. was that i didn't need anything more out of that movie mm-hmm. because the first one blew my mind and then i was like okay you know we know these here's jack jack that's thing. fun yeah. that's cool yeah, they're doing, <laughs> oh they're doing that again oh they're doing that again oh they're doing that again okay great <laughs> yeah i mean um i think it I think it has an arc and I think the emotional beats do play because uh, again of the, the way that the, the familiarity with these characters and the, um, the Robin's arc does have like a couple of emotional beats that I do think work, but yeah, it's, I think it's, 
it's a movie that is really just like a fun kids cartoons like type style. And I think that if it's done in a way like this, where there's a lot of attention and care put into the jokes and like the animation and like the style, and it's just really thoughtful and really fast and quick and like really keeps your attention for the, I think it's under 90 minutes. It's pretty short. Um, yeah, but that's perfect. It doesn't need to be any longer. It's the perfect length. Um, and I think it, I think that it's good to teach children to like not be afraid to make fun of stuff. I think it's a good message to send to kids is that it's okay to like, to like not take things for granted and not just accept what's handed to you and to, um, to like not be afraid to make fun of stuff and to not take yourselves too seriously. Cause I think that that is a trap that people fall into a lot of the times. And you can see it with a lot of those uh, DC movies that didn't go so well, or some of the shows that weren't as popular, like they fall, you can, since the the dark Knight really had uh, an effect on everything where everything had to be like super self-serious and gritty. And that was how it was for a while. But I think things like this being successful really show that, it doesn't have to be like that. Like you can make jokes, you can be silly and it's just as valuable as being serious and contemplative. Like I think that there, I think that's a nice, a good thing to, to teach children to like question authority like that. Um, but that could just be me reading too much into this and really wanting to say something about it. But I think it, I think it tracks, (laughs) but yeah. And then it's also good to ask your parents uh, where babies come from. So that's fun. (laughs) Did you see on the, sorry this is just another bit um on the when they're trying they make like the movie for robin like young justice is like scribbled out on the tape of the movie right yeah (laughs) they did a lot of cool little things that if you were someone who was paying close enough attention you would pick up on all of these cool little Mm -hmm. things like you did with the Mm storefronts and everything like that and the movie posters and it was just so much fun Mm -hmm. to dive into this Mm -hmm. movie but not feel like every little Easter egg had some sort of big impact that would come down the line because of a connected universe or anything like that. It was just like, you know what? They are clearly having fun Mm -hmm. with this so we can all have fun with it. I just, okay. I want to touch on, there is a joke in the middle of this movie that is there's well, okay. There's two jokes. One of them is very dark. And then the other one goes even darker. Um, that really sent me back a ways um, the, so there's a sequence where they, they decide that the way to get their own movie is by, uh, erasing the origins of other superheroes. Um, and so they go back in time to when all the superheroes are kids and stop their origin stories, which includes, and I guess this is a spoiler if you haven't seen it. So like, if you haven't seen this movie, like, I think we're pretty much done. Like you could go watch it, watch the show. If it sounds interesting to you, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised, but there's a sequence, a montage of them going back and they basically kill Aquaman by throwing like a plastic, one of those plastic soda, uh, six pack, uh, plastic rings on him as a baby. And then they go to uh, the the dark alley that Bruce Wayne, that baby Bruce Wayne is about to walk down with his parents. And like they stop him from doing that so that they're like, don't walk down crime alley, walk down this nice alley instead. (laughs) And then they go back to the future and um, everything is everything is chaos. The villains are running wild. So they have to go back and redo all these things. 
And that involves fucking they that involves going back to the dark alley and putting a beautiful pearl necklace on Bruce Wayne's mom and shoving them into crime alley where they get shot, where you just hear a ton of guns and you see baby Batman just like start crying. And Oh my God, I can't believe that yeah. that was allowed to be in this. Movie. <laughs> One of those things they just had a squeeze in apparently. That's insane to me that they got that joke. Like that's what I'm talking about is like, sometimes this show will just swing wildly dark and it's so welcome and funny. I, I, I just love it. But yeah, if anyone's looking to check out the show on it's on Hulu, um, it starts out like most Cartoon Network shows start out like very like low bar basic kind of just and they kind of don't find the tone for a little while but once it gets going it gets very weird and stupid and goofy like I think the episodes you watched were so ridiculous (laughs) I made you watch maybe the most the most stupid episode the waffles episode which is an episode where (laughs) cyborg and beast boy just say just only say waffles for the entire episode Yeah. Um, And each one on Hulu is two episodes, basically, because like you said, they're 11 mm -hmm. minutes. So each one is split into two little storylines and everything, which I still watch the back half of all of those episodes, too, because I was like, I already have Mm -hmm. it on. But it's definitely the first half that really stood out on the Waffles Mm -hmm. pizza and TV night (laughs) episodes, because Batman and Commissioner Gordon just Um. enjoying some TV in the Batcave is very entertaining for some reason. Oh, yeah. That's like a running joke is that those two are just like hanging out, being buddies. They'll just like the Teen Titans will be like causing chaos and it'll like cut to them just like hanging out, doing like having a sleepover or something like it's pretty. That's like a running joke on the show. And then what was I going to? Oh, so, so I there was another episode I told you to watch, but I don't think you did. Um, called, Like about being serious, which is where they meet. They literally meet like the young justice there were a few episodes with Sirius in the oh, title okay. so i couldn't figure out which one it was so i was like okay. okay i'll get to the other ones okay. first um they literally meet the young justice characters like uh super is it superboy from young justice yeah yes. okay they meet him and they meet the other version of aqualad and they meet uh the martian girl i don't know what her actual i don't remember what her actual name is miss martian i okay. yeah i think you can just call her yeah, miss martian um, i think she goes by megan yeah. oh right 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 Megan. um and they're like animated differently like they're animated very similar to how they are on their own show and they like tell the teen titans they're not being serious enough so the teen titans like act start acting like really gritty and serious and they like change their animation style to be like huge and like very um like 90s like super jacked with like huge heads and like very ripped torsos and so there's a lot of jokes like at the show's expense there was also one I just watched that was like teasing like the return of of Slade Wilson who obviously was the big bad of the original show and it like it's like oh my gosh we gotta go fight Slade again and then it just has a card that says three and a half episodes and a made for tv movie later and it's like okay we defeated Slade what what should we do now and then it turns into be an episode about clowns um so it it really likes to to take like to really just uh parody the original show and I think people 
need to I think people are very defensive about stuff that they liked obviously people are very defensive about stuff that they liked what with most of fanboy outrage culture fucking being about being entitled to these things and I think this show um is really an antidote for that because it is showing that you can make fun of something but do it in a loving and thoughtful way and make it appealing I think you can't I, I, I think it's very hard to watch this movie or show and say, okay, they hate these things I like. They don't respect them. They they like are just being stupid and mean. Like there's I don't think there's really anything mean about any the the jokes are so like silly and, and low that and that you can't really say that they're like mean or thoughtless um towards these things that people hold dear so i think whenever people like try to act like they're upset about this show i think it's just comes off as like okay well it's a show for it's it's kids cartoons like it's trying to it's really just introducing like young children to this thing that you like so that later on you can be like oh and check out this these other shows like check out batman the animated series or the original teen titans or whatever movies like i think it's really just kind of like a gateway for kids to these characters that i think is gonna bring in a lot of young faces to these things that you all really love and to stuff like the dc universe because this is definitely like the lowest aimed age range. Like I'd say this is like for what, like teen and younger. Like I have a weird sense of humor, so that's why I like stuff like this. But I'd say it's probably directed at like pretty small kids. Um, so yeah, I think it. I think it's good to 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 see stuff like this and to respect it because like these properties can't live forever just based on their own thing. Like if you have the opportunity to bring in younger fans to this, I think you have to, it's something that you have to, um, to respect and to go along with because it's, it's good and it's nice and it's fun. Um, so that's my argument for why people shouldn't be mad at Teen Titans Go because it is nice. (laughs) Yeah. Plus with DC, a lot of their long-term plans until recently were sort of just a bunch of dark, dark movies mm-hmm. with all of these characters. Yep. So for the kids, really all they have are the animated movies. And even some of the animated movies in DC's animated universe outside of the Teen Titans Go area, those get very dark too. Agreed. You have Batman, The Dark Knight, Gotham by Gaslight, and a lot of these movies are not appropriate for right. kids at all. Yeah, and those are kind of just like... I think the DC animated movies like ha- are very much just for that audience of people who read the comics and would like to see that comic be moving for the most part. Yeah. I think that's one thing that Marvel maybe doesn't get enough credit for is the fact that a lot of their movies can still appeal to a younger audience, despite the fact that there's typically a lot of violence going on. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like Spider-Man Homecoming feels like something that some younger kids can go see and they can just fall in love with this new Spider-Man because it's not necessarily as dark or weird as some of the first Spider-Man movies with a very old Tobey Maguire, Mm. but that's something else. And some of those movies were good. They weren't all horrible or anything like that, but I think Marvel is really going for that sort of family-friendly vibe, and even when DC has these movies that are rated PG-13, you're like, well, that went very dark very Mm -hmm. quickly. (laughs) Yeah. And some of them just look like the when it was like the Henry Cavill Superman and like the Ben Affleck Batman. I was like, this just does. I didn't even watch any of those. I didn't watch uh, Man of Steel, Bat, Bats vs Superman, or um, 
Justice League, like, just because they didn't look good. They just looked really, like, rushed and thoughtless and, like, a rehab, a, a worse, they basically all looked like a worse version of, like, The Dark Knight, and I think they were really stuck under that for a while, and I think now, at least with, like, something like Aquaman, and maybe if Shazam is a hit as well, like, you have them kind of starting to come out of that. I think that Wonder Woman and Aquaman being these huge hits has sort of given them kind of the green light to maybe follow those instincts more than and kind of try something else, because the, the fact that Aquaman made more than a Justice League movie has to be a huge, huge, huge concern for for them. I mean, it's good that they got a yeah. hit, I guess. But, you know. <laughs> Business-wise, yes. Maybe not critically. If you told people in, like, the 90s that, like, there's going to be an Aquaman movie and it's going to make more than this Batman movie with the entire... where he fights Superman or this movie that has Aquaman and Batman and whoever the fuck else, like, that would not make <laughs> Those any other sense characters in the Justice League. them. Like... <laughs> So, but yeah. Um, it doesn't even really make sense no. now. But yeah, you know, DC has a lot going on. And they I really, really do, do hope that they end up making movies that critics love because it has felt very one-sided even when Marvel has movies that maybe critics don't like as much. They're still more inclined to lean favorably towards Marvel because of what they've been able to accomplish. And, you know, they told a story that lasted 10 years going on 11 years yeah. now. That's kind of crazy movies. planning, and they're going to do it again. Yeah. I mean, from what I've seen, Captain Marvel seems like it's getting like, seems like people are like, mm, on it. But I'm sure it'll be, because that's the thing about the Marvel movies at this point is that even when they're not great is that they're still pretty good. They're still watchable. They're still fun. They're still, if you like the other ones, you'll like this one. It's not going to, because they really are just kind of putting like, whatever director kind of walks in and kind of just puts their spin on a very, like, they, they have a studio process where they're kind of making similar toned movies. They have a very, like, since it's owned by Disney, they have very much like a brand and a style yeah. and it's like all their action scenes look the same. Um, and But you can get a little weird with movies like Guardians of the Galaxy definitely. and Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. So there are opportunities for that that mm -hmm. still impact the story as a whole. But I think, you know, we, we've had a pretty good discussion here on things, including Teen Titans go to the movies. So apologies for all the tangents. <laughs> yeah, I think we had a decent, hopefully. I like tangents. Hopefully the listeners do too. <laughs> it's not a very deep movie. I didn't, I, I just thought, yeah, that it was a good jumping off point. But I really hope that people check it out or that people did enjoy it and that people give the show a shot because I think it's fun too. or just check out this movie if they made it this far. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was really yeah. good talking to you and, uh, shooting the shit about, uh, how things are going for superheroes. Cause superheroes are really like the main thing now, like the main money source for movie yeah, studios now. TV, it's everything. It's the main entertainment. Like there's like what, like five to eight superhero movies a year. There's so many TV shows, even though all the Netflix Marvel ones went off the air, there's five on, on uh, CW alone. And then there's new stuff like the Umbrella Academy. There's the DC streaming ones. There's, there's obviously going to be more Marvel ones in the pipeline there's legion is going to have a new season it's just and that's not even counting all of the kids shows on top of that which marvel has i want to say like a good three to four 
kid shows that are on at any given moment. Oh yeah, we didn't even talk about like fucking like this is the other animated movie, the other animated superhero movie of last year was uh the Into the Spider-Verse, which was one of the best things I've ever seen, yeah. like and so it's so just good. it's it's just the way it's just the thing now. It's just really the main the biggest is it's really superheroes are kind of just the way we tell stories now and it's more people it's more people taking superhero stories and trying to put their own spin on them trying to use them to tell other stuff because that is just the way that we consume now is via superhero stories so you want to like take it and sort of mutate it to whatever story you're trying to tell is what you got to do nowadays so i think it's just a good discussion point because it is such a all-encompassing like i'm gonna go see captain marvel this weekend i don't know if i really i'm am that excited for it none of the trailers really look that good but i'm definitely gonna see it like (laughs) and then in not even two months like a month and a half we get the new avengers and then it's just summer starts in april and then we're just into that for fucking four months (laughs) then we have spider-man coming (sighs) we have the joker movie coming shazam is going to be here in about a month i've seen the trailer i don't know what to make of that one i really don't i think they clearly had fun with that one too so it'll be interesting to see if we have as much fun with it as we did with teen titans go to the movies (laughs) yeah because like aquaman i liked because it was just so wild so ballsy <laughs> like it was trying to be like 10 different movies at once and to the max like it was just so much um and i don't know if that one's gonna quite be i think that one's gonna be it's it definitely looks fun but in a different not as an an epic way like aquaman was so we'll see i i hope it's good i don't i have very low expectations for that one but yeah, and then the the Joaquin Phoenix as well. I don't know what to make of the Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie because like Joaquin Phoenix is like without a doubt one of my favorite. I would say easily a top three living actor. I would say like of our current generation, he has to be one of the best, maybe top five. I think that movie will largely depend on the writing for yeah. me, and I think that's where DC has fallen short mm. a lot is with the writing, yeah. and it's not necessarily you know, who they've casted as these characters. I wasn't the biggest Ben Affleck as Batman fan, mm-hmm. but I think they didn't write him well enough for me to sort of have Get a chance that. to like him. Yeah, I, I don't, I, I have no idea. <laughs> like, I want to believe. We could talk about superheroes all day. Yeah, I want to <laughs> believe in that one. But at the same time, it's like, if that's not good, a lot of, it's not like there's a shortage. They're already doing Suicide Squad 2 and all that other shit. It's, yeah, it's it's so much. It's so much all the time. Yeah. So it's good to make fun of it. <laughs> Story yeah, of my life. So much to watch. Yeah, it's, it's, there's there's no escape. Um. <laughs> yeah, well, Mitchell, thank you so much for coming on to talk about Teen Titans, go to the movies, and more. So hopefully the listeners have stayed with us this long. You can... <laughs> Follow the podcast at Geekdom Pod on Twitter, at Welcome to Geekdom on Instagram. And as always, thank you all for listening, and we hope you enjoy the rest of your day. And ask your parents where a baby can come from. <laughs>